Southeastern friendship got a special little treat with my friends from Norway. How deep the fire. That was weird. We're gonna try that one time. How sorry. Jesus. 
Okay, so I know that that was probably super weird for very many of y'all, if you don't have any context. Uh, but I just had to do it. Allison and Jeremiah Hurst are members of Eastern Fellowship that are on mission in Norway. They are two of my dearest friends. And I went to go visit them because they just had a baby. And uh, Jeremiah and Allison were huge parts of the worship team at Eastern Fellowship. Allison used to sing just about every single Sunday. And I really, really miss singing with her. And I got a chance to sing with her this Sunday at her church here in Norway. And uh, Jessica, my roommate, Jessica Fox, is also here too. So I just wanted y'all to hear it, hear us singing together. And, you know, we know that it was raggedy. We know that it was weird in a lot of different places. But, like, some places were lovely and some places were lovable. And, um... We hope you heard our hearts in the midst of our shaky singing and um, less than perfect guitar playing. All right, so let's jump in to today. To today, what day is this for the fast? Day set, day eight. Yeah, day eight. Uh, yesterday there was no podcast because I assumed that all y'all was at church uh, and y'all heard a word from the Lord. I I know she kind of tore it up. She was uh, doing the second quadrant of Hear and Obey, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Hopefully some, hopefully somebody snagged it on audio recording so I can listen. But yeah, I just want to jump into today what we're talking about. So I've been reading Matthew as a part of my like additional quiet time for the fast, and one thing, one group of uh, passage of scripture really jumped out to me and the title heading is have no fear and I read it through and I saw the title and I was just like yo this feels like it could be something for Eastside Fellowship so I'm, so I'm sharing it with y'all and if if what I'm saying resonates with you let me know uh and we can try to weigh and see what God is saying together because I know that that's what y'all learned at church today oh, I'm sorry church on Sunday all right have no fear that's what the title of the pericope is called Matthew 10 26 to 33 this is Jesus talking he says so have no fear of them for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known what I tell you in the dark say in the light and what you hear whispered proclaim on the housetops and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell are not two sparrows sold for a penny and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father but even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges, acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. This passage of scripture is encased in like a special like hype session that Jesus has given the disciples. They... Uh, the 12, this is right. Jesus is about to send out the 12 into different cities to proclaim the news that the kingdom has come, that Jesus is the Christ. Um, and he's like hyping them up as, and giving them instructions before they go out. And he gives them this crazy amount of authority and power. Chapter 10 says that um, 
And he called to him his 12 disciples, this is verse 1, and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. And Jesus tells them in verse 7, he says, Proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Yo, Jesus is, I mean, it's like he's sending them out to war. It's like those uh, war movies, actually probably more than likely football or boxing movies, when the coach is hyping the team up so that they go out and they're amped to go. But what Jesus is saying is kind of like a bummer. He's saying... Uh, Go out, I gave you power, all this power over the enemy. I gave you all this power over sickness, over death, over spiritual darkness. But let me tell you something. When you do all that stuff, all that fancy stuff, you feel hype about it now. When you do all that fancy stuff, people are going to want to kill you for it. Just giving you a heads up. And then, not only that, it's not just going to be people. It's going to be people you know. Because Jesus sent them to their own towns, their own cities. Jesus says, it's going to come a time when, because you're doing the things that I told you to do, your mother is going to want to kill you. Your father is going to want to kill you. Your kids are want to send you up to be executed because you're, quote, breaking the law. And then after he says all that, he's like, but listen, don't be afraid. Because any everything that's hidden will be revealed. Everything that's done in the dark um, everything that's covered will be revealed. Everything that is hidden will be made known. And he says, what I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. That's what resonated to me for this community. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. Now, am I suggesting that if, that when God speaks to us and we act in obedience, that we're going to be persecuted to the point that people want to have us killed? I highly doubt that, but I'm not going to give you a definitive answer because I don't know. God could, anything, it's 20, it's 2018. We have a president that, Donald Trump proved that anybody could be president, so, of the United States of America. So you just never know what's going to happen. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's going, I don't think any of us are going to be flogged in the streets. But I think hearing the message of have no fear is important for us. Because I think we like to make sure that even when we're speaking the words of God, truth of God, we want to make people comfortable. That's our priority. Our priority is not saying what God said to say. Our priority is saying what God said to say, but in a way that makes people feel safe. Uh, and I, That actually reminds me of uh, the C.S. Lewis quote. And I'm going to misquote it because I don't, I'm not going to Google it to make sure it's right. But basically, it's in Narnia. And one of the little Narnia kids is asking about Aslan. She sees the lion Aslan in the distance or something like that. And um, she asks another fictional fairy woods character. She was like, oh my gosh, that lion. In my own words. Is he safe? And the character said, and now Aslan is the Jesus figure and all this. So she says, oh my gosh, is, is Aslan safe? And the other character was like, it could be Tumnus. It could be any sort of characters. He was like, safe? Absolutely not. But he is good. 
And I think that we are interested in safe Christianity. I, that's what I'm interested in. Don't know about you. I'm not trying to rock no boat. I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to uh, work a 40-hour job, save up some money, keep my house, a roof over my head, and just go about my business. But thinking about a Christianity that will cause me to be rejected by people, that feels nerve-wracking, or other Christians feels super nerve-wracking. So, I when I read that, I have no fear. The the words jumped off the page. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. I think this is interesting because he says all this after he gives them authority to cast out devils, heal diseases and afflictions. Like those are major demonstrations of power, and I know that if I was exhibiting those major demonstrations of power. Like, I knew that everybody I touched was going to be healed. Everybody I prayed for was going to be healed. I was able to raise people from the dead. I would think, boom, set, done. No need to worry about anything else. Like, I've reached the third heaven. Nirvana, like, my face is glowing. I can't be stopped. I can't be moved. I can't be touched. But, yo, I don't think that's true. Because guess what? Judas Iscariot, the one that betrayed Jesus, he got power and authority to do those things too and his life got really weird really fast and then Jesus is saying that because you do those things you're going to be persecuted so I'm sure all the bros all the disciples was like man I what this is uncomfortable I don't like this I mean demonstrations of power demonstrations of the spirit are not an end of themselves the end is obedience to God I just wanted to throw that tidbit in there Demonstrations of power, demonstrations of the Spirit's power are not an end in and of themselves. No. The end is knowing who you are in Christ, recognizing the voice of God, and humbly submitting, faithfully submitting to it. Excuse me, y'all. I have a cold. I I get sick every single time I travel, and it stresses me. So I'm sorry if you hear me sniff into the microphone. I know that's really gross. Another thing that is really sticking out to me is that in this message, Jesus is affirming again. He doesn't say this explicitly, but what he's affirming is this life is only the beginning. This is just the start. It doesn't end with this life. If people reject you, that's going to hurt. It's going to suck, actually. But this life is not the end. This road is not the end. It gets way better than beyond anything you could think or imagine don't worry about what's like what can happen to you as a result of your obedience to me now I think that that's much easier said than done and Jesus knows that that's what I think and I think that's what most of us think that that's easier said than done but yeah so that's just that's a that's what I feel like I'm sensing for our church a portion of a word that I'm sensing for a church what do you think does it resonate with you are you thinking, did you read, come across the same passage? Has God been telling you the same thing about not being afraid, about getting ready for a boxing match or getting ready for war, like God hyping us up, uh, encouraging us, getting us ready for battle? I don't know. Let me know. Sitting here, Kairos, excuse me. Whew, had to let a, a really big sneeze just then, but I didn't get y'all. It wasn't a microphone. Keep sending in your Kairos moments. I really want to share them. If you're thinking, oh, other people are sending them in, so I don't need to send them in. They're not. I need you to send them in. 
if you feel like you should be sending in a Kairos moment or you should be sending in what God is speaking to you on behalf of our church, send it in. Let us hear it. The body wants to hear it. Uh, anyway, I'm grateful for you guys. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to our raggedy song in the beginning. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of this podcast. I'm going to pray for you. Pray for us. Father, you're good. You are mighty. You are strong. But I dare say that you are not safe in the way that breeds only comfort and complacency. Lord, I pray that we would recognize the authority that we've been given and walk in it, but also recognize that that's not just it. That's not the goal. The goal is not the power of the spirit. The goal is to know you, to love you, to obey you, to serve you. Lord, I pray that we would shine our lights ever more brightly today, the rest of this week. Lord, give us strength to continue on this fast. Lord, you're eternally glorified. You reign forever and ever and ever. You're always on the throne. You cannot be unseated. And it's in Jesus' name. And ooh, it's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen.